Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Will Mavity's interview with the director for Emancipation, Antoine Fuqua, and the cinematographer, Robert Richardson. Give thanks to God. The Lord is with us. What can a mere man do to me? Papa! I will come back to you! You walk the earth because I let you. I'm your God now. Slaves are free. We must get to Baton Rouge through this one. Lincoln's army is there. There are many ways to die in a swamp. I must get to my family. What if he don't come back? Your papa is going to be back. Do not ever stop believing that. She's persistent. Running, hiding, surviving. foremost, I mean, the, the big question I have, obviously, is how did you decide on the color grade decision for this? I haven't really seen a uh, Civil War era film that looks like this before. Well, I was with Bob Richardson. Um, we, you know, it's the picture of Peter that sort of began the journey, right? You look at that photo and you try to figure out how do you capture that 
reality in some way. And uh, we did a test with a camera where we flew over the wounds. We zoomed in so close, where it felt like you were in a drone flying over these mountains and craters and then pulled all the way back. And you realize you're on his back. Mm. We did a test and we did this. And uh, it was like you're in another world on another planet. And that started the conversation about, from a slave perspective, what does this world look like? Mm. You know, Hollywood has a tendency to make the golden light, the, you know, the, the, the right. hallmark. And uh, any anyone, black, white, I don't care what color you are, under slave labor, there's no way the world's going to be so bright and beautiful for you. Mm -hmm. So that began the conversation with Bob as he went out, we were scouting, and he was sending images back. And we sort of found that language along the prep. And we, we primarily started with things that looked exactly saying more alien in nature, what the shape of trees were like, what the swamps were like. And then we moved closer and closer because originally it was going to be shot in color, but neither of us, I think, felt the color was the best approach to it. Right. And uh, that's why it ended up with primarily a black and white feel with these hints of color, right. which Apple was, they, they were approved, approved it. So, you know. But when they first saw it, they thought that something was wrong with the system. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the color? <laughs> so I have to imagine shooting this, knowing that you were going to work this color grade, using a lot of natural light in swamps and often in either very dark locations or even at night was pretty hard, right? Tell me about some of that where you don't have a lot of light to work with on the shooting level. Well, for the two of us, there were a lot of night scenes, more night scenes than you have listed. And we realized that to actually do justice to the environment, it would be very difficult to shoot them at night without also it suddenly takes on a whole different feeling when you light at night. And I hate to say it, but last night I was see, I saw Emancipation, and then I also saw a portion of Platoon. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at some of the scenes where Charlie Sheen is caught in an ambush. And I looked at that lighting and I said, oh my God, you know, it's exactly why we did not do it. Because you're lighting something and it, it took on a much more, it was more in character. It felt more real to avoid uh, this sort of stereotypical approach to lighting. You know, large backlights, nighttime, mist, and to try to stay in the realm of where it felt much more flat and take and tone it like you would have toned a silent movie years ago with, you know, when first silent movies came out, they were toned blue for night, yellow for this. You know, it's like you had these sensibilities and then two color came in and it shifted and the whole thing. But I think he and I both felt, let's, let's, let's stick with our black and white concept. And we pushed it. Well, there's, um, you know, obviously the black and white and the darkness are striking. But uh, one of the standouts of the film is its huge final battle. And I, I know, Antoine, you're no stranger to shooting action. Bob, obviously, you've also shot plenty of spectacle. But that can't have been an easy sequence to pull off. And uh, I noticed there's a lot of drone work going on in here, too. You know, that's no. Yeah. No, uh, it's more, no, it's more, actually it's not, it's a cable cam. It's all cable, cable cam. Oh, okay, so so tell me about that, putting that whole sequence together. Well, <laughs> no, you go. 
No, 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 no. Tell him because we were going to do it as one shot. Right. Oh, oh comes my out, God. All the way around, comes up over, and it comes back down. You find Will, and Will holds up the weapon. But you couldn't do it in, in, a, in a one shot, or so you'd have to set up stages, and days would be between the stages to get to the final shot that comes down to Will. Mm-hmm. And at one time, Antoine said, you know what? Fuck the battle, man. You get down to Will, it explodes, over. Cutting out. We don't know. You may be dead. We don't know. We're gonna, that's it. And then as we were shooting. Well, Ubi was going to end there, as a matter of fact. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ooh. And it was like, okay. And then we had these, this time where we had to wait. So we kept at shooting other sequences with that longer lensing, also with a, a techno crane that was on a, or a similar techno crane that was on a, a special truck that we could get into the landscapes and create sweeping moves and overheads and things like that. But very little drone work in there. Yeah. Because the drones would affect the smoke. Mm-hmm. And we had all the explosions. And, to, and also, if they get hit by explosions, also you've got a drone flying over people's head, and there's a lot of safety restrictions now in that respect. Yeah, probably for good reason. Yeah. For good reason. And, you know, the cable cam was able to literally move to a final stop. It doesn't just, it flew over and it could stop in a medium. Boom. And you can't do that with a drone. You wouldn't be able to get there. Yeah. No. You have to do it in reverse. It depends on the weather. We didn't know what the weather was going to be from day to day. You know, the hurricanes and stuff that were happening. Oh. You know, we couldn't, we couldn't risk that, you know. So to be more precise, we had to be more precise in, in those shots. So the cable cam was the answer for that. Yeah. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Yeah, I have to imagine, because you were shooting in, what, Georgia and Louisiana in the summer months, that must have been difficult kind of planning around the very kind of swampy, hurricane elements that time, right? Hurricane, tornado, height of COVID. Oof. Lightning. In the lightning. South, lightning, heat. You know, it was over 100 degrees every day. We were sweating our asses off. We had fire. And remember that battlefield, that's all, that's all nasty, muddy, you know, branches, uh, the knees, the sticker from old trees, all that stuff had to be laid out. Production designer Naomi Shohan had to build that whole, you know, uh, battleground up there with the cannons and all that stuff. We, we you know, we created, that's just a big empty field that we had to come in and do all that and place the bombs safely for everyone, you know, and choreograph all the people. So that took quite a bit of time to just choreograph it. But once we locked in on it, you know, we moved pretty efficient, pretty efficiently. Yeah. How many days do you think, or I guess you would know, how many days did the battle sequence take to shoot? Not as many as you think. We did it in nine, nine days. Wow. That's great choreography. We laid it out. So you mentioned this cable cam uh, earlier in the film, especially when we're kind of introduced to this world. Were those drone shots or was that also cable cam? Because I remember these very dynamic shots passing through all this smoke and grit kind of when we first get introduced to this world. Was that also this cable cam setup you had? 
Well, those are mostly drone. Those are drones. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. So what, uh, other than the battle, what do you think were some of the most different, and the fact that this was just a hot, covid sweaty, wet shoot, what were some of the most difficult aspects for both of you in this production? Everything. <laughs> what I'm it's, talking one about? Most, it's one of the most complex films I've ever been involved on. Yeah, everything. Wow. You know, you got to look at the swamp. There's nowhere to place cameras. You can't, there's no dolly tracking. There's no, you know... You got to get in there in order to do your sweeping moves and get the performances. You know, you got natural environment that's almost impossible to really get in and film like we did. Mm -hmm. uh, you got alligators, oh. snakes, lift spiders, <laughs> heat, all this happening at the same time. And uh, forget about the scheduling. And then you got COVID where you, you have people going down and you got to constantly try to keep the production going. Uh, then you had a hurricane that came and wiped out all our locations. And shut us down for Louisiana. Oh so my God! Yeah, we had to re we had to re look at locations. We had to move to Baton Rouge and find new locations. We had to redesign and rethink how we were going to film some of these uh, environments that were even more difficult to get into because now it was dangerous. And you know, you can't just drive up a road in someone's property now and film because the road wasn't there anymore. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So we had like a 12 foot alligator mama protecting her eggs. You know, they're, they're on high, because of the weather, they're all on high alert, they're all tense. So we're there dealing with that, filming in these environments. Yeah, so when am I gonna get like a uh, making of Apocalypse Now type documentary about this production? This sounds insane. It's pretty insane. We had a tornado. Uh, you, it was, it was, you can't make it up. Yeah. You can't make it up. You know, me and Bob, you have people sitting in their cars for hours, 300 people, 400 people on battle days. You can't get out your car until you got COVID tested. So we're mm. watching the sun just, we're just sitting there together going, shit. And it's just moving. And it's hot. And then we got to get everybody out and then get them dressed in uniform. Oh, Even yeah. if you have a seven o'clock call, you're not basically on set until three hours sometimes four hours later because it's 45 minutes for a COVID test at that time in in the parking lot mm. and then 20 minutes more to get to location yeah that i i can't imagine the working of the schedule and so you said that most of the lighting here was natural light you were really trying to avoid using a lot of artificial mm -hmm. light sources it, it behooved the film uh in many ways because it it liberated the camera uh from having to avoid uh, elements which you would normally be utilizing to help boost boost the lighting, and uh, we, as he as originally uh, Antoine said, we wanted it uh, brutal and beautiful, and the bad lighting actually, or the harsh lighting, gave it the brutality that he wanted, and and also the freedom to be able to develop the look with the camera movement. What about some of those interior shots? Because we do go in kind of these antebellum houses from time to time. What did you do in terms of lighting sources for some of those sequences? Well, the first one is with, uh, with uh, Will and his family. It's essentially just lit from those two windows that are in the frame. It's just ambient light. And there's no fill light at all. Wow. Just two, two small HMIs are placed out of frame up top to hit the white and come down and then that lit them. And it just, it for whatever reason, it worked. Yeah. And uh, 
And it was magical, actually. I mean, that image of Will that and his wife, I mean, and the kids. Yeah. His portraits are extraordinarily beautiful. Oh, yeah. Skin tones. Yeah. And throughout the film, the skin tones, I think, are fabulous. Yeah. They're highly expressive. Well, we are uh, about out of time here, but uh, what are both of you guys working on next? Antoine, you uh, got another film coming up from you soon? Yeah, we got something we're working on. I can't say it right now. Uh, of Let's course, come. of course. You, you, I, think, I think you'll be excited about it. I, yeah. I am sure I will be, yeah. And uh, same with you, Bob. Always looking forward to seeing whatever images you put on screen. So uh, It could be three in a row with Mr. Fuqua. Ooh. Ooh. I, could, I could be that lucky. I could be <laughs> that lucky. And we could turn into four if we're listening to somebody else. <laughs> Ooh, I, I, I like this. It sounds like it's the beginning of a beautiful friendship, right? That's good we stuff. on that already. That's my <laughs> All awesome. right. Well, thank you so much, guys. Thank you, man. Good day. Happy New Year's to you. Bye. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to Will Mabby's interview with the director for Emancipation, Antoine Fuqua, and the cinematographer Robert Richardson here on The Next Best Picture Podcast. You have been listening to The Next Best Picture Podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we will see you all next time. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant, evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today, such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts, and new episodes come out every Monday.